Welcome to the Dream Plan Start Grow Show, where the goal is to provide you tips and tools to create and execute your business plan for success. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to the Dream Plan Start Grow Show. My name is Allison Turner. I am your host. Um, purpose of my show and the interviews I do is to in basically interview other entrepreneurs on how they got their start to hopefully then help other people that maybe want to start a business or early on in their business journey to pick up some tips and tools that they can use to be more successful more quickly. Because if I knew back then what I know now, life would be a little different than where where I am now. So and I'm still doing well, but um, I'd be doing even better. So better to learn early than late. <laughs> So today I am honored to have um, with me Fitz Hardnett, and he's known as the Economic Disruptor, which is kind of an intriguing title. So welcome. Thank you for joining me today, Fitz. Hey, thank you for having me. I thank God for the opportunity to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. And I know you and I met through a different coaching program, um, you know, which brings up the you know, importance of always learning, you know, whatever, whatever your trade is or services, you know, always learning, always trying to improve, always trying to elevate. But what's so what's the economic disruptor all about? Is that kind of the heart and core of your business now? Or is that just the name you go by or? Oh, great question. Uh, I got that name because I have been, um, I deal with a lot of kingdom entrepreneurs, faith-based entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that, uh, I've noticed with the Christian population is they have financial troubles, challenges uh, around mindset and other things. So one thing that I feel that was my assignment is to turn the apple cart over and introduce wealth in a not so icky type way. And so when you do that, you're disrupting their current economy for the better. So I've been dubbed the economic disruptor because I'm coming in, I'm tipping cows and kicking them over and just showing them a different way to get to this money. You know, my motto is love God, serve his people, and let's get to this money in Jesus name. <laughs> let's go. Yep. No, absolutely. And I, I think, yeah, I mean, I know there's some, some stuff that I've heard quoted in the Bible before about, you know, you know, you, you basically need to make enough. You don't need to be rich and wealth is sometimes viewed as like a negative thing. And, um, you know, and I don't, I think there's, and there's plenty in the Bible that says otherwise too, but somehow those are the ones that you always hear quoted out there, or at least I've heard quoted personally, um, you know, instead of like, you know, you need to read the whole thing and put it in context of what, where, where it was back then and where we are now today. So Absolutely. Context is everything. Context yeah. is everything. Let's go. I'm excited. <laughs> so I know you're into, you do some of what I do. You do some of the marketing side, um, you know, but you do like Facebook advertising and things like that, which I don't really do at this point in time. I let the other people that want to be the experts in that be the experts in that. <laughs> but uh, what, what all do you do in your business, uh, you know, other than disrupt people in the economic world? <laughs> At this point, we're a um, boutique consulting agency okay. where um, strategy is our number one thing because you can't build anything without a proper plan. And and people, new entrepreneurs especially, don't value um, having a strategic plan to get where they want to go. And when you think about it as like Uber and Lyft, 
they always ask you two simple questions. Where are you? Where you want to go? <laughs> and that roadmap. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And being a man of a certain age, I remember MapQuest before these things. And what would happen is they would ask you, do you want to avoid tolls? Do you want a scenic route? All these plans come into place. But it's funny, we as entrepreneurs don't take that same practical advice and put it to our business. So st strategy is number one, um, giving people direct answers on how to get to where they want to go faster using the power of the internet and messaging because nothing moves without a message. We are, we are masters of messaging because you got to be able to communicate in a way that people understand. See, one of the biggest challenges that I found entrepreneurs new and aspiring, even ones who are established, they are under the mistaken belief that because they're talking, communication is happening. And that ain't the case. You know, no. you could be talking and saying the wrong thing and we're not communicating. We got to make right. sure that we're keeping the people forefront. And then lastly, um, visibility. Visibility being used primarily through paid advertising. Because okay. one of my models is clearly if people can't find you, they can't pay you. So we got to become visible, uh, obviously, in order to be able to serve the people. Right. So yeah, no, that's, that's where that's, we are. That's so true. I mean, I emphasize, you know, like we do branding. So for startup companies, you know, where you're creating the brand from the very start. And I'm always like, the brand is so much more. A lot of people are like, oh, the brand's the logo. You know, you see Coca-Cola, you see Starbucks, you see, you know, the big companies, Nike. Um, I'm like, no, the brand's a whole lot more than, the, you know, the logo. The brand is the messaging, you know, because that's everything that's done within the brand. So it's not just images. It's the messaging. It's how you're, you know, answering a phone call. It's especially if you have a team of people, you know, if you answer it one way and then this person over here answers a different way, you have different signatures on all your emails. I mean, all that is uniformity of brand and how you do things. And so I, I agree with you. Um, you know, 110% that a lot of that is missing because people think of the brand and I probably did when I, you know, we started as a consulting company first. Um, I probably thought the same thing of like, oh, it's, you know, we got to have a logo, we got to have a website, we got to have all this stuff up. <laughs> and, and you're like, okay, now where's the people? <laughs> you know? and, I mean, we did it through networking. So, you know, more of that in-person branding. Um which can be good, especially if you're, you have a service that local people or local business owners can use, but obviously you can reach the world now, especially for your industry, my industry. Um, you can, we can, I mean, I can work from anywhere. I don't need to be in Delray Beach, Florida, and you don't need to be where you are. You could help people anywhere in the world um, with what you do, which I think is an important message is, you know, if you're not helping people, then, you know, you're slowly dying in, in your business, <laughs> you know? So I think that's, that's key. And I still get people that, you know, they come in and they just want to say redesign. So they've been in business for however long and they just want to redesign their website, which is all great, you know, good for you, refresh it, get the, you know, clear messaging, you know, update your message a little bit, you know, maybe it's still non-responsive, which is always a, a challenge, <laughs> but then, they're like, well, no one's found me yet. I mean, I have a client, um, you know, we did more of a Shopify site for her. She's an artist and, you know, she and I talked, but, you know, the budget's here 
so obviously the budget's not here. It's, you know, it's, it's a smaller budget. And like, I'm like, well, then you have to do, if you don't have the budget to hire us to do X, then you have to be the one, you know, you have an audience on social media. You have to be the one helping drive that. You know, you have to be the one posting more. You can do some video. You can do some this and that. She's like, you know, she's a little bit weary about video. She didn't want to be in the videos, you know, all that type of thing. But I'm like, people aren't just going to find the site because, I mean, you know, as well as I know, you know, search engine optimization is far more than what you do on the site. I mean, you can optimize the site, but that's only one small piece of search engine optimization and being found on Google. So what's what's your best thing that you found you know because how do people find you they find you through networking they find you do you face do you do facebook ads for your own company um both all of the above i i, I put it all in the pot and make it go because you never know what's going to take off um one thing about brand that i like to say in regards to what you said is your brand is what people say about you when you're not present what are they thinking about you? What what are their thoughts around you and your services? Um, so for me, I get right now it's equal. It's 50-50. It's word of mouth and it's paid advertising. Because what happens is once I do a good job, then people tell other people because there's so many snake oil salesmen out here in this industry. And when you find a good person, because you have a heart for the people, look, hey, go 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 check out Allison because she did me right, da 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 da, da. you know, and that's so important. That's one of the um, ABCs that I use with paid advertising, and there are like think about the building blocks: A, B, C, S, ABCs. So A, awareness. You got to get attention. If people never pay you attention, they'll never pay you any money. And then B, branding. You got to build your brand. And how do you do that? Well, the scripture says faith comes by hearing. This is why testimonials are so, so powerful because it's literally other people talking about their experiences with you. And what the, what happens when they talk? That builds the faith in your ears to like, well, if they did it for her, then yeah, I, I, I think I, they'll be able to help me as well. That's where the branding shows up. That's where you take your, your, your case studies and you put them out, you syndicate it with the ads, so that way people who are in the stage of decision, they're like, oh, okay, I can trust that person. And then see the credibility, the conversions. Why that's so important is because people are in pain. As an entrepreneur, we get paid to solve problems for a profit. And so the conversion happens when we make them an offer to get out of pain. So the ABCs, why we use paid advertising, are really awareness, branding, and conversions. Because we're making an invitation. Hey, I know you're in pain, and I've shown you enough content that you should now be converting and wanting to get out of pain. And then, and then the last S is for sales traffic. Um, the, the benefit of paid advertising is it drives traffic. Ads are nothing other than a traffic driver. And see, that's part of the psychological rewiring that as a agency that I have to make people understand. Because here's the thing, nobody on the planet has ever bought anything from an ad. Like, what? Hold on, Fitz. I saw an ad online and I clicked that bad boy and I went and I bought. Okay, let's say that one more time. You saw an ad online 
you clicked. And then what happened so fast that you didn't even know it? The ad transformed <laughs> into an usher. The usher said, oh, hey, right this way, right this way, to the left, to the left. Watch your step, please. The thing that you're looking for is over there. Let me drop you off at the front door of that thing. <laughs> that's, all, that's all the ad does. It drives traffic. And see, right. it's not a miracle worker. We got to make sure that we're sending curious, qualified traffic to our offers. So when people find me, it's through word of mouth because I've done a good job for somebody else because they saw my ads and they became a believer. Because one thing I like to say, one of my colleagues, Star, always says that believers are buyers. Buyers are believers. Yeah. Those who invest their money with you, they believe that you could help them. If you don't believe somebody can help you, you're not going to spend your money. So right. those are my thoughts. Yeah, now you made a, a couple of good points. I mean, I think, you know, I liken Facebook nowadays to, you know, back in the day before we had all the social media, you had, you know, if Macy's wanted to drive traffic to, you know, they had an ad in the newspaper, they sent you the coupon if you were one of their frequent shoppers, you know, or whatever, which would then, like you said, drop you off at the door. Well, you obviously had to get in a car and drive to the door, but as opposed to the way it is now. But you went to the door of Macy's, you walked in, okay, I've got a coupon or I've got this is on sale, I want to get this. And then all of a sudden you're surrounded by all these other things you could purchase as well. And now you have other opportunities to buy more. You know, now you can speed it up a little bit with the, instead of having the ads in the newspapers, you can do the ads on you know, your phone or the Facebook or Absolutely. You know, Google or what, whatever platform. And, you know, then the other thing I thought was, I loved what you said is, you know, people are in pain, you know, so whether it's a business is in pain or people are in pain, whatever, because a lot of times I run into clients, you know, you tell them you want to like, Hey, let's do video. And there's still too many people that don't do any video, <laughs> any video. And I was weary about it. I mean, even though, even though my company was offering video and I have a video producer, um, who works, you know, who's my fiance, who works with me, people are like, oh no, I can't do video. Like, I don't want to be in front of the camera. Like, you know, and I'm like, but you have the opportunity to help all these people. So again, it goes back to that, you know, people are in pain or, you, you know, you're, whoever your ideal customer is, is in pain. How can you help? You know, that's what they're, you know, people are going to find that solution. They're looking for the solution. So whether you're doing organically or you're doing it through paid, you know, through Facebook, like you, you use, you know, people are still trying to find the solution. So there's certainly ways to do it organically if you put out enough content and consistent and everything like that. And then you can speed up the process by going to the ads. But I, I love that analogy of, you know, because even, especially new business owners are often weary about starting a business. Oh, well, who's going to buy this, you know, or who's going to, who's going to hire me? Because, you know, I, even though I have experience doing all this stuff over here, but now I'm out on my own and who's just going to hire me? And I'm like, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, well, if people are in pain or whoever your target client's in pain, they're going to hire you if you're good at what you do. And then that's how that, that whole ball go, gets rolling. Well, you know, it's not only you being good at what you do. They got to know that you exist. You know, there's right. a, um, a, a common phrase in the business world and they say people do business with those they know no, like okay. and trust trust and you know they try to make it seem like all three of those things are equal 
and li literally they're not. Only two <laughs> of those things are required. Only two of those three are absolutely required to do business. And the first one is they got to know that you exist. They have to absolutely know that you are even an option to be considered in the marketplace. Right. Because if they, nobody has ever bought anything that they didn't first see or hear about. Nobody. I mean, how many times have we gone out, you and I, Allison, uh, individuals, I know me, walking down the street and I see a car, I'm like, what is that? I ain't never seen that before. Right. <laughs> I, I think I like that. What is that? Or I see a guy with some nice shoes on. Man, where you get them kicks from? Oh, these? Oh, I got them from da 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 That, I like those. I'm getting me some of those. I didn't even know that was a thing. Or for ladies, you all see another woman with a nice dress or, or a purse or, or, or a whatever. And you didn't know it was a thing, but the moment you see it, it's like, oh, I want that. So we got to find ways to plant seeds of desire, you know? So yeah, that know, like, and trust. They got to know that you exist. And then the other factor that's so important is they got to trust that you can solve their problems. That's what's required. They got to know you exist. And then two, trust that you're able to solve their problems. Right. Right. You know, and in this world, I mean, so sometimes I find it's overwhelming, you know, now with these phones, you know, people are texting you out of the blue and you're like, how'd they even get my number? You know, I'm on the mm -hmm. do not whatever list and uh, which obviously doesn't work, but, um, <laughs> you know, you know, and they're texting you and you're like, who are you? Like, who, who, you know, and now you've got the ads in your face, you've got the, you know, everything's there. So I think that trust piece is critical because anyone can do an ad now, if you have the budget, um, you know, and you can even do a ad for low budget. I mean, obviously if you really want to make the impact, I mean, I always tell people, and I don't know what your opinion, since you do Facebook advertising, I, when we offered it before, as I said, I don't offer it any longer. I really just connect with entrepreneurs like yourself, business owners like yourself and either white label to somebody or, or let them do it and kind of take mm -hmm. a step out of it. Um, but you know, you have to be able to trust the ad too and have to like, how do you, you have to build that trust, like you said, with either testimonials or with something, you know, because, well, I can see anyone doing an ad and like, do I trust them? Do I, you know, I'm always weary whenever someone sends me, if someone just sent me the tickets for something I ordered uh, for this event that I'm, we're supposed to go to next week. And they texted the tickets through Ticketmaster. But I didn't know they were texting the tickets. I looked at that text yesterday and I didn't even click on it because it's a clickable link. It doesn't say what the tickets are. Mm -hmm. It just says, hey, here are your tickets. I'm like, okay, I didn't order any tickets. I'm thinking like, because every other time I've gone to this event, it's a chamber-based event, but it's at a tennis tournament. So it comes with tickets to this event tournament. Um, every other time I've gone to this, I've had to pick up the tickets at will call. All of a sudden, but I got an email this morning from the event, the, the ticket, the tennis tournament and says, Hey, you should have received a text yesterday that had your ticket link. You will not be able to pick up the tickets at the event. Oh, okay. So now I had to go back and find the text, <laughs> but I wouldn't have clicked right. on it, you know, because right. now you got a bunch of shady things going on. So that trust piece is critical. Um, and how you build trust. I mean, how long for like Facebook, for example, how long do you feel it takes someone to really build that trust and that credibility 
um, not long, no. not long at all. Um, you can do campaigns that readily fire off things based upon somebody's behavior. So, okay. what you want to understand is the I, I encourage my clients to create content that's sticky, binge worthy content, because what I understand, um, I got some smart friends and they have some smart phrases. And people buy what they binge. What you spend your time with, you're going to spend your dime with. And so if you create content that answers questions, that positions you as a thought leader, as the absolute authority in your space, then that's going to decrease the time it takes for somebody to develop that trust and accelerate their response. Because when you create that content that addresses a Tom top problem, Tom top being top of mind, tip of tongue, right. and you're giving them the solution that they're looking for. They're like, Oh, okay. Bet. Great. And especially if you do it in a form of video, because then guess what? If somebody consumes 50 to a hundred percent of your video, they're more um, predisposed to your services. They're like, okay. They're literally raising their digital hand and painting you with the greatest currency that every entrepreneur should, should, should pursue first and foremost. And that's attention. They're literally paying you attention and consuming you in the palm of their hand. And okay, bet. And so then part of the strategy would be to send a next piece of content to the people who have consumed 50% of that first video because right. they're saying, hey, I'm interested in this. And so we create strategies that are going to accelerate it. You see this video, this video, and then here's your offer. You know, all we're doing is prospecting first and then sending an invitation to people who have demonstrated that they want, that they're interested in this topic. That does a couple of things. One, it lowers, um, it raises your conversion rate because you got steps of filtering. You're not just sending it to cold people. You're making your offer to people who have demonstrated by their behavior, by consuming their content, they got you, they're, they're watching your stuff and like, oh, okay, you're not going to watch something that's not of interest to you. You're not because your time is precious. People, people are quick to say, folks, attention spans are short. Well, they're short for garbage content. If your content is garbage, yeah, I got a short attention span. But if you're helping me, like this podcast, I'm going to consume this thing because it's speaking to a need that you and I have both identified is a problem area. And that's one of the things that help new entrepreneurs win. If you have absolute clarity on the problem that you solve and the outcome it provides and the people that you create it for, you're winning. I call that pop. That's the first part of my signature series, pop. P.O.P. What's the problem that you solve? What's the outcome it provides? Who are the people that want that outcome because they got that problem? Huh. And, and when you start right there, that eliminates 80% of the problems. Because most entrepreneurs lack clarity about their own products and services. I had a buddy who was selling um, alarms. And he thought he was selling Alarms, which makes sense. You know, I work for DTA and we sell home alarms 
And and blah 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 blah. <laughs> I said, Champ, listen to me. You're not selling <laughs> alarms. Even though your physical product is an alarm, you're not selling alarms. He said, Man, what are you talking about? I said, consider for a moment <laughs> that when a person leaves their house and they have an alarm, what do they have ringing? He said, I don't know, man. I said, think about it. He said, what, peace of mind? Bingo. Yep. You're selling security and peace of mind. You're selling right. that person the opportunity to rest easy that if something goes wrong, they got somebody in their corner that's looking out for them. Yeah. And man, that joker shot up to being like number two in his region in sales once he made that <laughs> shift. Because you got to know what yeah. you're selling. What are you selling? Right. What problem are you actually solving? Right. right. Those are my thoughts. No, I think you nailed it because I mean, so many you know entrepreneurs, they start and whatever, you know, if they're a lawyer, for example, they're a state planning attorney while well, we're selling wills and trusts. Okay, well, you know, no one thinks they're going to die tomorrow, or most people don't, you know, so they wait, they wait, they wait, they wait, they wait. You know, are you really selling a will and a trust? Yeah, that's probably your service that you're actually selling. That's what you're going to create for somebody. But it's really, you're selling peace of mind for the family who you may leave behind that they have security, that they have, you know, all those pieces that go with that where they don't have to go through probate for the next how many every years or if someone's going to fight the will or the you know whatever it is i mean people can still do that i guess but less likely to drag on for a long period of time i mean so you're really selling that not the actual will i mean because anyone can go on and you know buy a will for nine you know 99 online or whatever but you're but doesn't mean it's right <laughs> doesn't mean it's a good product it just means, hey, I bought a will. You know, I got a will now versus someone else is going to, an attorney should really tailor it to your needs and your family's needs and that hopefully you won't need to actually execute for many years down the road. So I think that's, that's key. And I, you know, the other thing you said, and you mentioned this at the very beginning of the podcast as well, is you mentioned a lot of new entrepreneurs don't think about strategy. And I think that's so true because, you know, like, I mean, I think about back when I started this company with a, a business partner and we started as a consulting company. So we were in the city of Delray Beach or town of Delray Beach, which is like six at the time, probably 60,000 people, very entrepreneurial. So most businesses in our city limits are four employees or less. So we started as a consulting company. So you're building marketing strategies and things like that. So obviously you're building it for bigger companies that can actually afford a consultant versus because we weren't actually doing implementing any of that until we started looking at their website or their brand. And you'd be like, you probably don't want to drive any traffic to that site. <laughs> you know, you'd look at it and you're like, who's your target market? I don't think that really speaks to the target market. You may like those colors, but I don't think the target market's going to like those colors. You know, So that's how we started getting into some of the branding and the website design when we first started. But a lot of people don't think when you start a business, I mean, when you started the business, we didn't think about, oh, we're in the town of Delray Beach, which is 60,000 or less. We joined the Delray Beach Chamber and we started thinking about, then you start thinking about, okay, you're now you're in this place where you're four employees or less in most of the city. Are they going to hire a consultant? How, where are your ideal clients? Where's the strategy to get to those ideal clients? You know, And then we started just adding services because 
you know, that's what people needed. So it was a need. So I'm not saying it was good, bad, or indifferent. It was just, it wasn't necessarily a strategy that we put in place. We just did it. You know what I mean? So versus having the roadmap, like you talked about at the very beginning and kind of working backwards. I know you hear that. I hear that a lot of like, you want to start with the end in mind and then work backwards. And I think so much, I know I still, you know, I still have to like keep reminding myself, okay, okay, the end is this, you know, this is what you're going for. And now what are all the steps to get there versus, you know, okay. You know, cause otherwise it looks like a daunting task. Usually whatever you're trying to do, even launching a business looks like a daunting task. Oh, I got to have the, the, you know, logo. I got to have the brand. I got to have this. I got to have this. I got to like incorporate. I got to, you know, whatever, you know, if you have any insurance, all, <laughs> all the crap that goes into it versus, okay, launching the business. Now let me work backwards to what needs to be in place to launch it. Do I actually need the brand, the actual logo? You don't have to have it when you launch a business. I mean, you could launch a business without it. Obviously you have to incorporate, you have to have a bank account, things like that. Those are probably more important, but people don't think that way. People think of like, okay, what do I need to do today? So, you know, I think you made a, a good point there. Um, and I know you talked a little bit before we got on air about that you had started another business before, more of a brick and mortar business that um, didn't make it. So what do you feel? And obviously you're more service-based now, which is usually an easier business to start as long as you know what you're doing. Um, what do you feel like you learned from the brick and mortar business that kind of helps you today? Oh, absolutely. Well, that brick and mortar business um, springboard everything I do now. So that's a great question. And here's what I'll say that I learned. Um, I started a physical retail clothing store um, in 2004. I just came off a of real estate boom. I had bought some properties, had a pocket full of money. And I was like, you know what? Instead of staying in real estate, which I don't know why I didn't do, I pivoted and said, you know what? I'm going to make a complete 180 and take all this money and open up a retail store. No plan, no nothing, just a pocket <coughs> full of money and a history of everything I've touched at, at this point being successful. So um, back then, uh, advertising was only radio, TV, and the press. There was no social media as we know it now. Social media was Tom and MySpace. There was no advertising. Um, what I did was I took some of the money and there was a new radio station that came on at the time and I bought some 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 time on that radio station because they, because they had my demographic. And, well, here's the thing. When the ads ran, the people came. However... <laughs> bought that 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 movie line hook line and seeker if you build it they'll come no they will not they will not come if you build it you got to market it you got to advertise you got to promote you got to show them you got to tell them you got to train them you got to teach them you got to walk them through you got to introduce it to them over and over and over again so what happened was because i didn't have enough qualified traffic coming to my location, we didn't make it. We did not make it. Uh, one of the managers, we were located next to a JCPenney's, which is an anchor retail store. And one of the managers came out. He was like, man, you a parasite store. <laughs> and now, mind you, I'm going through one of the, the 
worst financial turmoil that I've ever faced. My business is not making money. We're barely surviving. And this dude takes it upon himself to come in and say, we're a parasite store. And I remember looking up, what did you just now say to me? He said, yeah, you're a parasite store. Man, what are you talking about? He said, you're a parasite store. He, he said it like three times. And okay, what is what do you mean parasite store? What does that mean? You know, he said, you know, have you ever seen like those sharks? They have those little fish that's, that stay around them and suck off of them. I said, yeah. He said, nobody's leaving their house coming to your store. They're leaving the house coming to our store and you're getting the overflow. Right. You're, you're living off of our traffic. Yep. You need to advertise more. You need to promote more. And I'm like, fine town, tell me now, Lucille. You know, we're on the way out the door now, you know? And so what I learned through that experience is the power of marketing. Now, mind you, the internet was not like it is now. I couldn't just no. Google how to get traffic. I couldn't go to chat GPT and, and put in a prompt <laughs> and, and get all these answers now, you know? If entrepreneurs fail now, it's just because they're lazy. You know, I mean, really. I didn't, marketing today is so much easier than it was back right. then. Oh. Now, the only challenge that you have now is there are more distractions with all the opportunity, but then that's where you got to have a strategy that plans for it. See, here's what I understand. Some will, most won't. So what are you going to do about it? Some will, most won't. So what are you going to do about it? Meaning, when you launch something, when you introduce something, when you think people are going to take an action, just know a very minuscule amount will, but most will not. And because that you know most will not, so what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about that? What are you putting in place contingency-wise? What are you doing to pick up the overflow, the, the part that falls through the gaps? Because here's the thing. If most people did it, you would have a 50.1% conversion rate or higher. And not many people are converting at 50%. Right. No. So then we have to put things in place and say, hey, okay, if we're converting at 5%, what are we going to do with the other 95% of people or clients that, that had the potential of doing business with us? We have to have a longer-term approach. We got to put a whole strategy in play to reel back in seventy-five uh, percent of that ninety-five percent. Right. So, having that brick-and-mortar business that did not make it, I've learned to value marketing <laughs> and visibility. Those are two of my pillars of of coaching and, and content. You have to get the attention of your audience. You must be visible. You know. Have you ever heard that, that saying where they say um, it takes seven touches for somebody to do business with you? Yep. You know, I laugh when somebody repeats that to me like it's some standard, like it's the gold <laughs> standard. When if people actually knew what that came from and when it was started, which if you Google it, it started by the Motion Picture Association in like 1941. And they said in 1941, it takes about seven times, seven interactions with a brand before somebody buys. Well, let me ask y'all a question. How much distraction was going on in 1941? Were there any, were there any 24-hour stations? 
with any 24-hour cable, was there more than four channels on TV? Was there even TV? You know, we're, we are so inundated with distraction and opportunity that we become blind to this stuff. Banner blindness is real. This is why you got to know your audience and create content that's not camouflage. See, a lot, a lot of new entrepreneurs and even the seasoned ones, they're creating camouflage content, content that's hidden. Nobody's even checking for it. Nobody, it's not even standing out. It doesn't even stand a fighting chance to be consumed by your ideal prospect. So this right. is where you got to understand what problem you solve. What is the outcome? Who are the people? Because I guarantee you, when you start speaking that language, the language of, of the, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I need visibility. I need new clients. I need, when you start talking about that and then painting the paradise that they're currently trying to achieve because there's so much pain, when you can lay out the path from pain to paradise with your marketing and your content, it's a no-brainer to do business with you. Right. So those are my thoughts. Yeah, and I think, you know, going back to the brick and mortar business, you know, a couple of things I always tell entrepreneurs, you know, especially if you're going to start a physical store or whatever it is, whether you're selling product like you were selling, whether you're opening a restaurant, whether you're opening a cafe, you know, obviously location's important for sure. But that does, again, that doesn't mean, you know, it sounds like you had the good location, hence being the parasite. <laughs> I love that. Um you know, so they could go into where I lived in downtown, which has a ton of traffic, but then people still may not go there because they're like, oh, look, another ice cream store, you know, number eight opened up in a mile, you know, a mile radius of, <laughs> you know, whether it's gelato or this kind of ice cream or this kind of ice cream. I mean, we probably have at least eight where I live that are within maybe a half a mile of each other or half, okay. you know, maybe a mile. And I'm like, Literally, this new gelato store opened up, and it's like next to two doors down from Kilwins, which is a fairly national brand, you know, known, well known national brand. If you know it, kind of either the Midwest or down here, I don't know where else it is in the country, but really good ice cream, probably my favorite place on this area. And then they opened across from another gelato store. And I'm like, you not do any market research that so you open next to probably the ice cream place that does the best business in Delray. Oftentimes in season, we have lines out the door and then you open across literally directly across from another gelato place. So now you have two of the same type of ice cream. And I'm like, I don't know if you actually did any kind of market research or anything. So, but you know, you that's know, the other. I'm not against that strategy because no. here's the, well, here's if you're the thing. Better, if you're better, but I've heard nothing about the place yet. So, <laughs> so, so that's, that's a part of the challenge there. Yeah. But one thing I would, if they sell in gelato and I'm selling gelato, well, I'm going to show up. I'm going to go the way they already are because I'm going to do a better job of promoting and they already have the established traffic. That's why you see, you see a McDonald's, you see a Burger King or a Wendy's close by. That's why you have these jewelry districts, you know, right. because you're attracting the people already. Hey, here's an option. Here's an option. You know, yeah. so I'm not they're in a that. very Well, but they're in a very high traffic, very expensive area. So like the square footage, like the price per square foot in this, and mm -hmm. I can't remember what it is, but it's like really high. So you got to sell a whole lot of gelato or whatever, you know, you're selling. At one point there was a macaroon store 
in our downtown. And, um, you know, some of these stores are, I mean, the restaurants, the big restaurant spaces are renting for like 30, 40,000 a month. Mm-hmm. So the gelato is probably, I don't even know, maybe 8,000 a month. I mean, that's a lot of gelato just for the space, let alone, you know, obviously the, the labor, the product, the build out of the space, you know, and I think my, my point, so I have two points here. Like one is you have to have, you had the capital when you started your store, you know, because you had made money in real estate. So you took it out of real estate and put it over here in the store. So you had the capital to do it, but then you also have to make sure you have enough capital to market. (laughs) So you can't just invest it in the store. So that's kind of my big piece is like, you know, you have to have the capital to start and you have to have the plan to start. I mean, these are the ones that really need the business plan, need to figure out. And then you have to be, have the money to market too, because you can't just think, oh, I'm in downtown Delray now. I I made it, you know, (laughs) because I see too many of them that I see zero advertising. I'm not saying they're not, I just don't see it. And I live in the downtown area. So typically if you do advertise, they're targeting you know, they're geo-targeting the area, you know, the people that can walk there, um, you know, as well as targeting by, you know, if you like their page or what, whatever the, you know, the different targets you can do, you know, but that's the other piece is you have to make sure you have not only the startup capital to actually build out and, you know, launch, because people think, oh, well, that's it, I've launched. <laughs> and, you know, I joined the chamber, we did a grand opening, so people know about us. And then there's like crickets and then, well, then the business kind of slowly slides down here. You have a little bit of a cushion to run for maybe six months to a year and then you're out, you know? So I think that's the other big piece is what would you recommend? You know, obviously I know it's probably going to be different for a brick and mortar than, and maybe it's not, I don't know. I don't know what Facebook advertising is nowadays as far as Costco, um, you know, but from a brick and mortar versus a service-based business, like what kind of budget do you feel is a decent budget that you need? You know, if you're going to start a business, like what do you feel like you need like monthly if you want to really accelerate that direction and not just organically? Um, that's a loaded question. I like that question. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say as much as you can humanly stand because one thing I would encourage every entrepreneur, every business to do is start building an audience. You need to collect leads. You need to have a way to reach out to your people that's independent of paid advertising. You use paid advertising to get them in your building, on your list, so that way you can communicate with them. But your number one goal should be to build that audience of interested, uh, curious, qualified buyers. So whatever money you have available, set it aside for that. If you can do 30% of your budget as far as marketing, do that. But I want you to understand to learn how to use your numbers, because once you understand your numbers, your marketing can be a source of revenue. When you know, okay, the lifetime value of this customer is $800. So yeah, I spent 220 to get them in the forefront, but on the back end, I'm right. going to get another, you know, 480 out of them, you right. know, because I understand my numbers. I'm going to send them and they're going to buy more often. So just knowing your numbers and understanding that the majority of your money as a business is made on the back end, not the front end. And when you understand that, it becomes different. It becomes a whole new ball game, you know, 
Um, if I had to start today, what kind of business would I start from scratch? If I had to start a business, it would truly be a digital product, digital education company. It'll be hmm. totally digital um, based upon my my intellect and my skill set. Because there's infinitely more money in what you know than what I can do with my two hands. So even yeah. for you entrepreneurs who have a brick and mortar, you have learned some things that another entrepreneur or aspiring or two steps behind you would like to know. And if you could box up your brilliance and package that, that is yeah. going to be an infinite cash flow yeah. um, supply for you that would help you do infinite marketing because it's mm -hmm. paying for itself over and over. It's perpetual profits based right. upon turning your skill set into a digital asset. So those are my yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Now, funny, I interviewed a, uh, someone that does turf, like turf installations the other day, and um, mm -hmm. I haven't released it yet. So we'll release it in a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, and you're like, okay, you know, this will be interesting. And I hadn't, I knew some about him. I knew he'd released a book. Well, he's released two books. And he's like, yeah, I got another three or four are going to come out this year. And he's like, I have a whole course on how you install turf. You know, like he does this online course that you were talking about, you know, like the knowledge. So it's, he's in Texas and Florida. So he covers all of the state of Florida and then Northern part of Texas. So he's got crews and obviously both areas cause it's not him running around doing all that. Um, you know, but he's built out over 16 years, the business. And so now he's using that intellectual knowledge that he's gained, you know, to write the books, to create the course. Um, he's like, yeah, if someone said I should franchise, but you know, my concern is about the quality and he's all about quality. And he's like, so I'm gonna, you know, I'd rather coach people in, you know, create the course. And then, you know, they pay more for, you know, during this, how many ever weeks it is you know, they can ask questions or whatever, and they can be in any part of the country at that point, because apparently when you put turf down, which I didn't know, but um, no one, well, I don't even know if it, you, you may know that, but um, it's different, you know, because like Florida, like where I live is a very sandy soil. So he's like, the turf has to be, you know, blah, 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 whatever it was. And then in Texas, it's different. So you can use, you use a different type of turf, which again, I know nothing, didn't know anything besides, you know, turf or football. Um, that's what I'm thinking about turf field for football. Um, so it was kind of an interesting conversation because he's done exactly what you just talked about is how do you use that knowledge to build, you know, more passive income, more, you know, additional, additional revenue streams. I think that's the other thing. And I think we saw that during the last three years where some businesses failed that, you know, the restaurants shut down you know, and, and maybe the shutdown wasn't as long here as it was in other parts of the country, but they still shut down. And a lot of them still went out of business in Florida because they couldn't sustain, they were running kind of, you know, income to income and not, they couldn't sustain that longer period versus, you know, one of the restaurants that's across from me in downtown, you know, started doing um, Delray Relax, their, their laws a little bit and allowed people to take out alcohol, alcoholic drinks because the restaurants weren't open. They couldn't open. And um, so this restaurant started doing these like shakes that were alcohol based. And so, you know, every Sunday you could get it between, you know, this time and this time. So they were coming up with different ideas that could help their revenue. You know, so if you thought outside the box and figured out what could you do, you know, to create additional revenue streams, 
you know, and then you could figure out what you can continue to implement. And some things obviously have to go away like that one, that particular case, because Delray now is locked back down and you can't just take alcoholic drinks out, <laughs> you know, so, but it's kind of an interesting thing where you, you know, you have to kind of think outside the box of like, what do I know and what can I bring to the table besides my core service or product? So that's a, I mean, I think that's a key point. Um, so for you, obviously we've talked a lot about what your current business is, but for you, like, what are you doing to basically implement something like that? You know, are, are you writing books? Are you creating courses? Like, what are you doing Both. to do that same Great strategy? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going, I, I, I take my own medicine. I practice what I preach. You know, I have courses on um, lead generation. I have courses on improving your messaging. I have courses on how to use paid advertising specifically Facebook and Instagram ads, because mm -hmm. like I said, see, here's what, here's, here's the beauty of a digital product. Um, as an entrepreneur, we can literally assign a digital product to a project, you know, and as a solopreneur, you can say, okay, I'm going to create this course on messaging and all the money from this is going towards my investment fund. And literally that money that's made from that product goes to your investment fund, okay? I don't make a product about um, ads and that money is going to, I want to upgrade my equipment in the business. And it's literally compartmentalized where you literally are building from your intellect instead of your um, physical capabilities because your body's going to fail eventually. You right. know? And your mind is going to last way longer than your body. So if you find a way to box your brilliance and create solutions to problems that people have, you're going to forever create paydays for yourself. And I like the fact that you do it once or two times, you build it once and you get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid. Because all you got to do now is promote it. You have a conversation with somebody and they say, yeah, I'm struggling with my messaging. If I can get my messaging right, da 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 Hey, no worries. Have a course on, on magnetic messaging. And it's just $14.97. Yep. You know, you're literally exactly. giving them access, 24 hour access, seven day a week, 365 day <laughs> access to your brain without you having to be there. Yep. That's powerful. Those are my thoughts. Yeah. And I would say the flip side of this, because there's a lot of people that do what you do and what I do and and create courses and things like that. But I also, when I work with startup entrepreneurs, I run into someone that jumps from, you know, course to course or conference to conference. And I'm sure you've seen this with people that you've worked with as well. And they're always, which is not a bad thing necessarily, unless it's stopping them from moving forward. And so I'm talking about the ones that stop moving forward because they're always learning, but then they're not implementing anything they learn. I'm like, oh, I, I got to do this one more course and then I got then I'm going to launch or then I'm going to do this. And, you know, the serial conference person or the, and again, I'm not saying don't learn because I was just in a conference a couple of weeks ago that was down in Hallandale, Florida for three days. You know, I'm in a, you and I are both, uh, you know, in kind of a same, similar coaching program. Um, you know, so obviously, but you have to implement. And I mean, so speak to that, you know, how easy is it for you personally as a business owner to, you know, when you learn something, then turn around and implement it and not have to be like, see the next shiny thing over here and say, oh, 
the, let me take this course too. And then, and then I'll implement it down the road and then nothing gets done. That's a, that is for me, it, it has been, I can speak to that clearly because that was <laughs> an issue that I had and it was truly a mindset issue. Um, learning can be a procrastination strategy uh, that just looks good because you're actually doing something that could be productive, but it's no different than eating a bunch of donuts and never exercising. Just getting right. knowledge fat and see there are people who are waiting on you to implement. There are people waiting on you to implement. And so we got to be quick to like, I made it a point in 2023. I'm not buying anything new that I don't have time to implement. I'm, I'm, I'm not no matter what yep. I'm, I'm making put a team member through it, but me personally, if investment <laughs> without time for implementation is insane. Investment without time for implementation is insane because all you're doing is wasting money. Right now, the other person, they they'll get a temporary joy out of it because it's an income shot. But the fact that you don't go through and do the work, they don't get a testimonial. And then they can't raise their price because they don't have case studies of people successfully going through their course. Right. So yeah, it they like, yeah, I got paid. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I, I, I invested in myself. But did you really? You just bought something. You really didn't invest, you know? And so for me, I've had to make it a point to, okay, put on these blinders. I've, I've started what I call a stamp ministry you know, S-T-A-M-P, like a U.S. postage stamp. Right. And a stamp ministry is simply this. What does a stamp do? Well, a stamp sticks to one thing until it gets there. What are your <laughs> goals? What are your goals? Where are you going? Why are you doing this? What is your purpose? And see, a lot of entrepreneurs lack purpose. And that's why they'll get caught up in the proverbial learning matrix where they're just forever learning and procrastinating because yeah. they don't have a they don't have a goal. They don't have a purpose as to why they're doing this thing. You know? Yeah. So once that purpose is established, that's gonna help with your mindset because now you know, okay, hey, this is why I'm doing it. And this helps you put your ego aside and carry out your purpose filled mission. Because when you're ego driven You'd be like, oh, my hair's not right. Oh, I got to put in my teeth. Oh, I need to put on my wig, my makeup, this, that, a third. I need to lose some pounds. I got triple chins. You're making it all about you. Right. The video is about the people that you're going to help, the people who are in pain. I mean, here's the thing. Consider this. If a person is starving, not starving, if they're dying of thirst, if they're dying of thirst and you have a rusty bucket with some water in it. Are they going to drink that water? If they're dying of thirst, yeah, probably. They don't care what the container no. is. They just want the they want the help that's on the other side. Like if this was a right. rusty bucket of 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 water, they'd be like, if you're not dying of thirst, you you like, oh no, I don't. I'm not into M and M's. I'm not into that. That's not. Right. Oh, we don't. We don't. We don't resonate. I don't align with that person. Well, guess what? Those aren't your people. Right. You're not called to the people who don't need your help. You're called to the people like, I don't even care. You, you can be 17 feet tall or three inches short. 
It doesn't matter. You got the solution to my problems. Where do I get the help at? Yeah. So, you know, oh. I liken that into like how my mom, when I was younger, and it was she would prepare she would she would prepare a meal, and it was two questions. You can always tell where somebody is if they're hungry or they have an appetite, because if you're hungry, the question is. Is there anything to eat? You don't care. Is there <laughs> no. anything to eat? When you got an appetite, when you're comfortable, oh, what's the, what's on the menu? What's what's for what's to eat? You know, oh no, I don't want that today, because you're not hungry. Right. We got to find the people who are hungry who are saying, "Is there anything to eat?" It's a whole difference. Those are my thoughts. Yeah, no, that's great. And I mean, it kind of leads us back to the beginning where we were talking about the roadmap, you know, because obviously part of that roadmap is knowing your purpose, figuring out where, you know, what's that first goal and working backward to create that, you know, because you got to know where you're going in order to get there. Um, otherwise, you know, there can, might be different routes to get there too. And, uh, but you got to figure out what the best route is for you. So that ties perfectly back to the beginning. So I always, ask one question of everyone I interview as we start to wind down. And that question is, if you were going to give one tip to someone that wants to start a business, any kind of business, what would that one tip be? Maybe it's something you knew starting off, or maybe it's something you learned through your entrepreneurial journey that's really helped accelerate where you are today. Um, the tip that I would say, if they would just casually um, try to start a business, I would say identify your skills, identify, I call it the C method, S-E-E. What do you have the skills? What do you have the experience? And what excites you? Because we've all been trained to do something. Somebody's hired us somewhere at some point to do a job. That means that job solved a problem for more people than just that person. And so we got to go into our inventory, our arsenal, and figure out, hey, what do I have the skills to do? Not only the skills, what do I have the experience in? And then what excites me? There's a thing called a Venn diagram where it's three circles and they intersect in the middle. Yeah. That spot where your skills, experience, and excitement intersect, that's where you need to build a business on because that's going to solve a problem for a good number of people. And then once you have that, then you got to be clear on your family legacy. And I, I call it your family legacy because it, the acronym is POP and MOM. POP, what problem does it solve? What outcome does it provide? Who are the people that it serves? Now you go to MOM. What is the message to those people who want that outcome because they had that problem? And then what is your offer? What is your offer to them? To the what is your offer that's contained in a message that goes to their people who want that outcome because they had that problem? And then the last M is what is your method of monetization? How are you going to make money when your offer that's wrapped in your message that's going to the people who want that outcome because they had that problem? So it all starts with internally. What do you have the skills, experience, and what excites you? And then what problem is it solve? What is the outcome it provides? And who are the people that it, that it serves? Those are my thoughts. 
Nice. Thank you. Uh, I like those acronyms. Um, I have to start using more acronyms now. I'm, I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching and learning. Uh, so if anyone wanted to get in touch with you, maybe they were looking to do some Facebook um, ads or maybe they wanted or interested in some of the courses you've created or just to connect with you, because um, I think some people just have, you know, the energy attracts like energies. What's the best way to reach out? Oh, great question. You can go over to my website and it's real easy. It's runadsthatwork.com. Run adsthatwork.com. Schedule a time, let's uh -huh. talk. There's some resources there. There's testimonials there. I'm the real deal. You know, I'm good at what I do. I enjoy doing it. I have the skills, have the experience, and it excites me to help entrepreneurs along the path serve more people. Uh, I like that. I like that URL, though. It's hard run to get those URLs nowadays. So, <laughs> you know. Hey, runadsthatwork.com. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you, Fitz, for joining me today. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. I, I count it a blessing to really be able to help pour into your audience and um, add some value. Hopefully I did. Yeah, no, absolutely. I know, I know you did add some value to me and to my audience. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for joining us today on the Dream Plan Start Grow Show. If you have any questions for me, please go to my website, dreamplanstartgrow.com. I do offer a uh, half-hour complimentary consultation. If you have questions or want to get started in business or just have a question about the show or one of my guests that I can connect you with as well. But thank you, everyone, for joining us, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.